Hello and welcome to the Empowered Women's Project, a podcast and community made by women for women to help you live your best life and reconnect you back to the things that really matter. Today I am talking all things love languages. I'm not sure if you've heard of the book, The Five Love Languages. It was something that was given to myself and my husband as a gift by my parents actually way back when we got engaged. And I am so grateful for the lessons and understanding to not only understand my partner, but also my children and other you know, meaningful people in my life, how they best um, receive love and feel connected and cherished. And if you don't know this, it can definitely cause some friction and frustration in relationships. So I'm really excited to jump into this and share my understandings with you about it and maybe some things that you can try and start to do in your own family or with your partner to really deepen that connection too. So let's jump in. All right, everyone, excited to be jumping in with you today to share a, a topic that I think can be, as people say, relationships can be our greatest source of joy or our greatest source of frustration. That's Whether that's with a significant other, your children, your family, work colleagues, uh, it can certainly be amazing or it can totally throw you off. And so I'm really excited to jump in and talk about the five love languages. Now, some of you might be nodding along and like, yep, I've heard of that before. I totally know it. Um, and even if you have, I'd love you to kind of check back in and see if you're actually practicing what you know, because sometimes you might have read something or heard something and then life just gets busy and then we forget about all that cool stuff and it just goes on the back burner. And then we might find ourselves in a position where we do feel frustrated and challenged again. So I have been with my husband uh, since I was 16. <laughs> so it's been going back a while now. And um, we've certainly been through our highs and lows. Honestly, I feel like we've been married four times, but just to each other. <laughs> we've grown with different people. We've kind of, you know, gone through challenge and come back stronger. And so, um, you know, looking at certain people in my life around me that I really looked up to and aspired to when it came, came to relationships, my parents gave us this book way back when we got engaged. And I think at the time I was like, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, but I think now, you know, t- almost 20 years on since we, um, since I received that book, I look at how it has shaped my life, the relationships that I have with the people around me that really matter. And it's been significant. And um, if you haven't heard of the book, it's by Gary Chapman. It's available. You can definitely get it on Audible, but I would recommend if you haven't got it, I would get the physical copy because there's questionnaires and there's things in there that are really helpful to see visually as well. So if you haven't heard of this, essentially for the five love languages, we all have predominantly one or two main languages in which we give love and we also receive it or we like to receive it. And it's kind of like, if you think about um, the five love languages to confirm, they are quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, and gifts. Now, there's no one that's better or bigger than the other, and I'll dive into what each of them mean in just a minute. But for some of you, um, I know for me, when I started to understand um, his work and explanation, I realized that for me, words of affirmation are really, really important. So for example, if, if someone... If someone matters to me, I'll tell them how much I love them, how much they mean to me. Um, And unknowingly, that's actually how I like to receive love as well. 
So, um, you know, if someone is to tell me that they love me or that they're proud of me or that they see, you know, all the hard work I've been putting in or whatever it might be, that just floats my boat. Okay. And so some of you might be like, yeah, that's real cool, but that doesn't do anything for me. You need to, you need to spend time with me. So that comes into quality time. And that, that could just be sitting on the couch, curled up, reading a book together side by side. It could be quality time where you're out, you know, doing something active. It could be a bike ride. Uh, it just could just be around. It doesn't have to be in the garden. It doesn't have to be anything majorly extravagant. It's just having one-on-one or quality time and quality um, space with someone that you care about. The next one uh, is physical touch. For some of you, you're very physical. So you, you've got to have your hand on someone or you've got to, you know, you're stroking someone's hair or you're just always touchy-feely. If you catch up with someone, you'll be the first to give them a big hug and say hi. And so that's great as well. But if you've got someone who just tells you, I love you, I love you, you're so amazing, and all you want to have is an arm around you, it's really, really frustrating. And these are all things that I realized once I started to learn about these languages. Um, The next one, acts of service. So that's an example of doing something for someone else. So it could be preparing a beautiful meal, or it could be going out and picking a bunch of flowers from the garden. It could be, you know, um, taking the wheelie bins out. It doesn't have to be major, but some people feel love when other people will do something like that for them. It could be filling up the the, um, petrol in the car. And you're like, oh my gosh, he loves me. That is so sweet. Whereas other people are like, well, that's that doesn't mean anything to me. So acts of service can come in lots of different forms. Maybe it's cooking a beautiful meal, um, just, just going out of your way to do something nice for someone else. And then the last one is gifts. So whether it's a purchase gift, whether it's something you know thought out and written and created and homemade, showing someone that you love them by little gifts and surprises. They could be big gifts, they could be small gifts. So this is really cool because when I started to understand this, um, what I learned was that you know you might be speaking love in Japanese, and your partner might be speaking love in um, French. And so in both of your minds, you're like, but I'm showing him that I'm loving him. I I tell them that I love her or whatever it is, but they're not receiving it because they're speaking a completely different language. So it's one thing to give love the way we want it, but then also we like to receive it in in the same way predominantly. This goes with children as well. And I've seen this so play out in my, my three kids. They're very, very, you know, special and unique little peeps. So for example, Bodhi, our middle son, he is just a love bug. Like he would just, hey, mama, I love you. Love you, mom. Love you. Like literally over and over and over. It is so sweet. And, you know, whereas gifts, other stuff, yeah, doesn't really care about any of that. Make him a nice meal. Yeah, that's fine. But it'll be, I love you. I love you. I love you. And so it's really beautiful to understand this with your children as well, if you have them, because for some of them, they you might be feeling a little disconnected with them. And that might be because you're not giving love or praise in the way that they best receive it. So circling right back, I remember when we first started understanding this, my family is very much a words of affirmation kind of family. So I think, you know, at the end of each night, we would always say, I love you. If we were going off to school or whatever, it'd be like, love you, mum," And there would just be a lot of love, 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 love. <laughs> and when I started dating Anthony, 
I remember um, when I would actually tell him that I loved him. And obviously it, it took a little while for that to happen. But when I did, he didn't say it back. And I was like, okay, well, that, that's fine. Um, but then after a while, when I would say it to him, and this is kind of years into the relationship, I remember a time where he said, you, you say that you love me too much and it kind of dilutes how special those words are. And I was like, oh my gosh, I felt like he just stabbed me in the heart. Like, are you serious? You're telling me not to tell you how much I love you? Like what on earth? (laughs) And then we started to understand (laughs) the amazing love languages. And then it started to make sense. So I wouldn't hear it enough from him. And he, he heard it too much from me. What I started to realize for him Physical touch is big for him. So, you know, if we're hanging out or sitting around somewhere and I have my arm on his leg or on his arm or we're holding hands or, or you know, it's stuff like that, as well as obviously intimacy, but just it can be the little things of if I walk into the kitchen and just happen to pop my hand on his shoulder before I, you know, as I'm talking to him and before I leave the room, those little things add up to a lot of love for someone who's, you know, who loves physical touch. So unless you're consciously aware of this, um, I I definitely, uh, I think as well, being a mama and having three, you know, kids that they were sleeping in our beds, like when we were co-sleeping with them and we were, um, when I was still breastfeeding them and then, you know, breastfeeding them for like 18 months, there was a lot of little people on my body all the time or touching me. And so I had to deliberately think about, I'm, I, I, I could be really happy to go curl up in a corner and just be by myself, but I had to deliberately really think about, well, how, how do I connect with Anthony? And it's not by telling him how much I love him. So it's really interesting when you start to understand this, even with friends, like you might have some friends that they, when it's birthday time, they are just hanging for that gift and you're not a gift person and it's like oh my god I have no idea what to get her I'm so scared what if I get the wrong thing whereas there's someone else that if you just went out for a beach walk with them and wrote them a nice card that would just totally fill them up it's not about the gift it's not about how much was spent on them it's the thought that counts and so you, I can see and hear some of you nodding already like, yep, that's totally me. I totally get that because you're starting to connect with your love language. So what I'd love you to first of all do is start to think about what are some ways in which you show love to people? Like what are some consistent things? Are you cooking things or making things and giving them? Are you telling everyone how proud you are of them? Do you love just to create moments where you have that quality time with family or one-on-one? Because you'll start to see some patterns for yourself And then you'll also start to see some patterns with your partner, if you have one, or your children around you too. And so when we started implementing this or just remembering what we knew with our children, it's really changed the game. So um, today is Tuesday and two of my kids are going to go off and stay with my parents for a couple of days. We homeschool our children now, so we've got that bit more flexibility but if we weren't homeschooling we would have organized this on a weekend um two of them are going to go away and we're going to have Bodhi our middle one for two days by himself 
and having quality time and it could just be me going and doing grocery shop with him it's not it's not a it doesn't have to be big but quality time and words of affirmation for our little man is big on his agenda so if we get to go run errands together he's over the moon the fact that he's going to have two days with us like his little love tank is going to be so filled up which is really special but if we don't have that time with him it really affects him and also if because he's big on words if we raise our voice um, or if we say something to maybe reprimand him or something he really takes it to heart and so we're mindful of not to or if you know if something happens to apologize and just kind of reconnect with him because he really takes it on board whereas our eldest Xavier he's all about physical touch he's like a cat he just wants to curl up on your lap and be touched just like stroking his hair or scratching his back or whatever it's hilarious and he just and he's very touchy-feely with the rest of the family too and that's just how he shows his love and then he definitely is big on words. Zara, our little one, um, she definitely is big on quality time. She loves having that one-on-one time with us or curling up and reading a book together. Or again, she's just as happy to go run errands and just have mummy time or daddy time than to do something you know that's planned out. But it's knowing that with your kids and then it's creating situations in your week, whether it's cooking dinner together, you know, running errands, whether it's getting outside with your pets or whatever it might be and just stopping and slowing down. Because I can tell you right now, when we give our children or if you give your partner, if quality time is important, if you give them undivided time, it doesn't even have to be long. We're talking 15, 30 minutes of pure focus, no phones, no devices, just you and them. It is like food for their soul. And for some people, it's like, we're just sitting here like what we should be doing something no 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 that's all they need and so it's just starting to become aware of how you give love and how you like to receive it because a lot of the time um, your partner is not going to be exactly the same as you and so there could be some um some words or actions getting lost in translation because here you are thinking i'm doing all this amazing stuff and it's not actually landing where you want it to be. And so here's what's really interesting. Unknowingly, we keep score. Uh, we have like a scorecard in our mind on a daily basis. And so some of these things, if we're starting to get love in the way that we want, whether it's some quality time or oh, he told me he loved me this morning or he took the wheelie bins out. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. There's going to be things that you're adding and subtracting on a daily basis. Okay. So this is really interesting. And when I first had this, I'm like, no, I don't do that. There's no way. And then I started to really think about it. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I remember sitting down with Anthony and we're actually going to do it again this week because I think we're constantly growing and changing and it's important to reconnect and check back in with your partner often just to see if those things are still important. But we started to write down a list of all of these things that made us feel loved by each other. And and some of the things in my mind, I'm like, really? That, you felt loved by that? Okay, I had no idea. And the vice versa. And then 
you know, he might do something, go, oh my gosh, that's totally like 50 points. And I'm like, yeah, that's maybe a two. What do you mean it's a two? And so it's just starting to open up the conversation because here's the thing, we don't learn this stuff in school. No one teaches us. You know, you might have some good examples of connected people in your life. Um, but a lot of people don't, or we've been around dysfunction, or you're watching, you know, reality TV shows, and it's dwarfing your view of what a real relationship actually is. And sometimes you have to have the tough conversations. Okay. Um, just a side note with the five love languages with Gary Chapman, he has written a book on five love languages for children too. So you can kind of dive into that. Um, but you probably will already start to pick on things up with your kids too. But anyway, so we sat down and we started to make a list of all the things that we did that made us feel loved. And we kind of gave it a rating just so that we could then give each other some feedback to go, yeah, this is really important. This isn't. And then we also said, yeah, and here are some things that you do that mm, I'm not so much a fan of. And again, it's not a bad thing. It's it's open communication because if you're not having this, you end up getting frustrated. You create a story in your head about why he or she is doing this and it doesn't serve you and it absolutely doesn't bring you closer together. So I've definitely learned over the the last 20 something years that we've been together. It's it's the tough conversations that will bring you closer together and move you forward in your relationship, which is so important. So avoiding it is just not going to get you where you want to go. So we sat down and wrote down this list, right? And so I remember distinctly this one thing and letting Anthony know that when, when this happens, it, it makes me feel so safe and loved. So I remember a little while back, there was a noise in the night and there has been a couple of instances where this has happened. One time where I felt like there was someone in the house or whatever, and he got up, turned the light on, went downstairs to go find and see what was going on. And another time he just rolled over and gone back to sleep. And I said to him, you going and going, seeing if everything's okay and protecting our family, whether anything was there or not, made me feel so loved and cherished by you. But when you rolled over to sleep, I just laid there worried firstly, and secondly, really annoyed at you. And you probably were just tired and didn't even remember the conversation. But it's little things like that, that if I was to say it or not say it, it's easy to say, it's easy not to say, but it's then us being aware to go, oh my gosh, okay, next time something like that happens, I'll make sure that I, um, you know, that I put you first and I do that because I know how that's going to make you feel. Or for Anthony, just saying, you know, if we're out and you put your arm around me, how that makes me feel versus you don't. There's there's just lots of little things. Or if I'm out at the shops and there is like, um, you know, something yummy that he really enjoys and I buy that for him and I bring it home because I thought of him, then it makes him feel like I've been thinking of him, not just right now, but three hours ago when I bought it. So it's just having those conversations and going, well, what, what do I do? that makes you feel special. And so for me, I, you know, I remember saying to him, if you buy me some flowers or something, that's nice. That's, that's sweet. But I'd so love that, you know, I'd rather you be connected with the family and we curl up together and we have, you know, um, a family, we play a family game or we play, um, he doesn't, he's not really a board game person, but he, we've changed him. (laughs) He's, he's, uh, he's grown to love them. But, um, you know, if we play a game together, then that's so special because it's quality time and it's, you know, connecting all together as a family. 
So I think it's just good to start to look at, well, what, what are you doing right now that um, is maybe not landing where you'd like it to with your partner or with your kids? And what can you do to, you know, turn that around? Now, if you can hear background noise right now, my puppy is running around chasing a fly. So um, apologies for that. Anyway, um, so I think it's, it's really important to have a, a good chat and go, okay. And I encourage you to sit and write down the things without actually being in conversation. And then when you've kind of got your list of the things that make you feel loved and the things that maybe are a little frustrating, then you just go one for one and you'd be really, really curious in the sit down to be like, okay, so tell me something that I do that you just feel so loved and cherished. And, and then, all right, now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. And you keep going through and you're like, okay, I didn't even think that mattered to you. Tell me about that. And it's like, yeah, well, when you do this, it makes me feel this way. It's so good because then you will see um, that you'll start to become more aware of what you can do to, to be connected with your partner. So I know another thing for Anthony is if I was to randomly send him a message just to let him know that I'm thinking of him if we're not home, that's a really big deal um, because it makes him think that, you know, I'm he's in my thoughts through the day even if I'm busy with a project or I'm working on things that's important maybe when your partner comes home from work from the from the day or you come through the door um, you might have a hope or an expectation that the family kind of runs at you and gives you some love and drops what they're doing and maybe right now they might look up from the tv or they might stop chopping the dinner and then you know that's it so it's just having that communication to first of all you being aware of what matters and what's important and what makes you feel special and then it's about being able to communicate that to the people around you so that they understand it and they can be more aware and conscious because if we're not having these conversations we can't expect them to be mind readers and sometimes we don't even know what makes us feel loved until we sit down and ask those questions so kind of circling back have a think about what your two primary love languages are quality time physical touch words of affirmation acts of service and gifts have a think about what your yours are for me it's hands down quality time and words of affirmation that is just so important to me and I would be just as happy you know camping with all of my beautiful friends hanging out you know barefoot in in uh, on a farm or on the beach than going to some big lavish resort because it's about the quality time now would I like to go to a nice resort and have everything beautiful sure but for me quality time trumps every time now some people like I do not camp that is not in my vocabulary I need to go somewhere nice and that's awesome too there's no right or wrong it's just being really clear on what it is that's important to you and letting the people know around you so that they can win because here's what I've observed lately Uh, some of the people that I've been coaching um, particularly the women I've been coaching lately is they're feeling really unappreciated and disconnected from either friendships, their children, or their partners. And one of the things, one of the questions I come up with is, you know, I ask them, first of all, do you know what your two top love languages are? And do you know what your partners are or your children's? And often they don't, but even when they do, they've kind of forgot to do the things that they know that work. And so when you start doing that, and even if, here's what I recommend um, you don't do, 
is go buy the book and give it to your partner and be like, you need to read this because you need to learn how to love me. (laughs) That is probably not the right angle to take. I would first of all say you go first. So you go through it, you find out what your love languages are, definitely find out what your partners are and just start communicating in their love language more often, okay? Watch what happens because when you start doing that, it will start to shift them and they won't even realize. And it'll come from a place of you not having to tell them that you want them to change or whatever. Now, you can totally have a conversation and say, hey, I've been reading this book and it's given me so much insight into how I can connect more with you. I was wondering if you would um, do a couple of exercises with me so that we can just learn more about each other and we can become closer and more connected. If you're coming at it from that angle, that's way more empowering versus telling someone that they're not doing something right, if that makes sense. So you want to come with the benefit of, well, why would your partner want to spend time reading some book that maybe they've never, they've never been into self-help or anything like that before, but give them the benefit. I want to be more connected to you. I want to feel like I understand what matters to you. And then this is going to empower your relationship. It's going to empower your relationship with yourself, with your friends and family, as you start to understand who is more of a quality time person, who loves that little random message here and there. You know, I've got some of my beautiful and dearest friends that it can be six months without speaking to each other. But the moment we catch up, it's like no time has passed. And it's, you know, having that relationship is just so special where there's some people, if you haven't seen them in six months, the, the relationship feels like it, you're starting over again. So again, you want to learn what is going to matter to the people around you that you want to have a beautiful, deep connection with a friendship, a re- intimate relationship, or, you know, a love with your children. And as you start to understand that more, it sets you up to be able to win versus you trying to love people and the way you want to be loved, it not landing and it causing frustration and friction for yourself and that person. So I hope that's given you a little bit of insight. I have to say that book was one of the greatest gifts that I was given 20 something years ago, and it has helped me through so many um, growth phases in my life. And also, if there's ever been times where Anthony and I have been a little bit off kilter, we realize, hang on a second, we've kind of started to forget what we know and we've been, you know, not really connecting with each other in the way that we need to. So I'm excited this week to um, be revisiting our list to kind of go, yeah, this is what lights me up. No, nah, that that doesn't work anymore. Um, and sharing and getting more insight about each other and also having that quality time with our little boo. And I know that's going to be beautiful for him too. So have a little think about what you can start to do. If you don't already have the book, I highly recommend you get yourself a copy. Um, I'll pop the link into the show notes as well. And ultimately, you know, an empowered woman is someone who has empowered relationships around her. And it's important to be aware of strategies that you can use and share with other people to be able to create deeper connections. Because ultimately, like I said earlier, um, the quality of our life of our life does come down to the quality of our relationships. And our relationships can be our greatest source of joy or our greatest source of frustration. And you can have all the money in the bank, but if you've got broken connections with people, it doesn't matter. You can have all the health in the world and that's excellent. But if you don't have, you know, 
if you haven't connected with people that matter to you, you feel empty. So relationships are so important, but it does come back to maybe learning some new things that we don't get taught in school that are going to help empower you to become closer and more connected to yourself and to others. So I hope that's been helpful for you today. Just wanted to jump in and share a little bit of my wisdom and what I've been able to learn over the last 20 something years of having that insight. It's been so powerful to me and uh, yeah, hope that you can use it in some way. Thanks so much for joining me today and I'm looking forward to hearing maybe what some of your love languages are and some of the new distinctions that you have and changes that you can make for yourself, your partner and your family as well. If you have enjoyed today's episode or our past episodes, it would be so awesome if you could jump across to iTunes, give us a little bit of love, a five-star rating and a review would be much appreciated. And also we are always looking for incredible people who are helping others live an empowered life. So if you have someone that fits that description, we would love you to connect the two of us together so we can interview them on a future episode as well. Until next time, have a beautiful day and we'll chat to you real soon.